know, it feels really good to play the theme song again. I just gotta get my hands. <laughs> yeah, your your fingers were all crusty yeah. due to misuse. You had to <laughs> you had to rub the crust off of them, and, and then that's all muscle memory from there. Yeah. Um, but hi guys, welcome back and welcome me back from Japan. Welcome. Uh, this is Style and Direction, the menswear podcast without any stuffiness. And if you don't know who I am, you should. I don't know why you're here, but my name is Ethan Wong. My name's Spencer Adi. And today, we're going to be talking about hashtag Ethan in Japan. Yep, the, the, the hip new hashtag that's sweeping the nation. Yeah, there's like kid, there's like five you, posts. Yeah, are you kids <laughs> using it? Find out at five o'clock. Yep, so yeah, you just uh, you got back from Japan. Um, what, like, I don't know. It's not like just got back. You got back like two, three weeks ago. It was like two but, weeks ago, yeah. yeah. Um, but this is the first episode that we're releasing since you got back. So for the viewers, it's like you just got back. Viewers... <laughs> listeners it's a show <laughs> i i say that quite a bit now for some reason yeah i uh, watch um, comedy bang bang uh on netflix because it's not on ifc anymore no it hasn't been for like f- three years i think it's been a while yeah it's like that band stained yeah. um but yeah i just i got back two weeks ago and uh i just finished writing all about it yeah you've been you've had a lot of writing about it yeah and it's still um at the time of this recording it's still not completely done um y- you'll find it in the show notes um that i recapped my trip and i also recapped the the style of the people that i saw there but other stuff like bryceland's taylor cade uh ring jacket those are not finished just yet but they will be, and uh, the show notes will have a link to the category where you'll see, like you know, all the stuff tagged Japan that will populate as soon as they're they're finished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so um, uh, as some people messaged me on Instagram asking if I was going, uh, I was not. <laughs> this, people asked you that. It's a yeah. Show? I got like I got like three people asking. It's like, oh, so are you in Japan too? And I'm like, well, I wish, but uh, no, this was not. Like, a believe fun me. This was not like a fun menswear trip for you, although you did uh, spend a lot of your time uh, yeah. doing menswear stuff. It was like a family vacation that you just worked some menswear into. Exactly. Like, I don't think we had the podcast when I went to Europe, but it was basically the same thing. Yeah. Um, Europe was after I finished, uh, after I graduated with my MBA. And the uh, and this time my brother graduated from college. So it's kind of like, oh, another milestone. Let's go do another family vacation. Mm-hmm. So I went to Japan with uh, my immediate family. So my brother, myself, my mom and my dad. And then we also brought our uh, my grandparents on my mom's side along as well. So okay. basically it was kind of like when I went to Europe and just like another another place. And, and you were there for about two weeks, right? About, well, a little under two weeks. Uh, I... Uh, I was I think it's like twelve days, but then if you count like the plane ride there, it's like eleven days in okay. like physically in Japan. Yeah. Um, and so it was about. Th- um, we got there, and we went straight from uh, Haneda Airport to on the Shinkansen, all the way to Kyoto, hmm. and then that's you know that's that's east of uh, of Tokyo or no sorry west it's west, uh, it's the other direction depending on what direction you're facing. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah, we were there for about three days, and then we spent the rest of our time in Tokyo. So, okay. like, three and about, like, seven days, you know, respectively. It's fun. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, Spencer and I have had trips in the past, and mm-hmm. um, 
I try and plan a lot. You know, I, I look up how to get around and what what bus stuff we should we should do. And in the, my family, my mom is the Ethan, so she's the one who planned everything. And I don't know. I mean, I get that uh, there's rush hour and stuff like that, but literally, we arrived in Haneda at like six o'clock in the morning, and then according to like our JR pass, which is kind of like. It's not really like a bus pass. It's kind of like if you had a bus pass for like Amtrak. Hmm. And so you have like unlimited use of the Amtrak um, for, you know, however, how many days that you, you picked. And uh, it, Tokyo has its own metro system, but everywhere else kind of uses the Shinkansen, which is the bullet train. Okay. So for about like seven days, we, we were able to use, you know, as many bullet trains as we wanted to. That's and pretty cool. Yeah, it, it was. And the... Um, I'm just saying, like, you know, when we got there, it's like we got off the plane. We waited in line for, like, an hour or two at the JR Pass because the th- I don't think it opened till 7. And, like, all the people are just waiting to get their JR Pass. Mm-hmm. And so it was a huge line. And then we went from there. We took the, the train to a stage, like, a station, like, half an hour away. And then from there, we took the bullet train to Kyoto, which took about three and a half hours. Oh wow! Yeah, and so we got to we got to Kyoto about like I don't know like one, and then our the uh, the hotel was like oh check ins not till like three, <laughs> so we were like okay what the fuck do we do now? Yeah, and uh, basically luckily I mean uh, the uh, Fushimi Inari like you know the, the famous shrine you know you see like the red orange shrine in Japan that everyone takes pictures at that was mm-hmm. like a ten minute train ride away so we kind of you know we did that. And Shit, there uh, you go. Yeah, and then you know Did we you managed to get uh, any sleep on the train or was it or the plane or was this all like? Okay, so going there was pretty okay. So we left about one a.m. from LAX. Mm. So I was able to to rest and sleep on the plane. I watched uh, <laughs> the Mortal Engines again. <laughs> okay, it's it's <laughs> fun. It the second time. <laughs> I fell asleep, but that's I think it's because it was like three a.m. my time. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, the train though. Okay, it's kind of like. Um, Japan is very humid, and if you're not used to walking everywhere, it's like you know, like kind of like New York, and being even more hectic. Mm-hmm. Um, like I got dehydrated quick, and on that train ride, I'm sure there was a vending machine in one car, but I was like dying, like on the way oh, yeah. to from the, on the Shinkansen, the three-hour tr- uh, train ride to Kyoto. Um, and like, yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty bad. But luckily, on the way back. Um, we were uh, we were we were like we kind of knew what to do because there's no there's no like there's no uh, water fountains anywhere. It's always oh, yeah. it's all vending machines. Huh. Yeah, I mean the vending machines are pretty cheap. I mean everything is like a hundred yen, which is like a bit like less than a dollar. Mm. So it's not that bad if you can find them. Um, but at, at least on the public transportation, it was pretty on the Shinkansen. I mean, it was pretty bad. If you do a metro one, like every stop, there's like a bunch of you know bunch of vending machines but yeah so you know after we did stuff uh more sightseeing stuff in kyoto i didn't really do a lot of menswear stuff there um is there a lot of menswear stuff in that area you know i would i would kind of liken kyoto to kind of like you know glendale or pasadena kind of like a historical spot kind of quiet you Mm -hmm. know it's not like you know downtown la which is more like tokyo or, or new york or whatever i'm yeah. sure there was like uniqlo's and muji and uh tomorrowlands which i'll get into in a second but yeah it, you know it's just kind of like normal and we kind of just we took the opportunity to kind of just sightsee go around and whatever um i did go to the bamboo grove and it's open okay. 24 hours but that doesn't mean lights are on 24 hours 
<laughs> so you went at night and you were like, it was like see shit. No, yeah, it was like ba- like the path was barely lit, and I'm like, this is kind of fucking scary. I'm going yeah. home. Like we we went there, we walked for like ten minutes. We're like, nope, nope. Let's and go you're home. like, this shit sucks. And trains stop at like ten thirty, like depending on where oh, you are. Really? Yeah, like it's not like Japan is like not a like twenty four hour city unless you're like walking around and doing you know like taxis and stuff. But the trains. Uh, in Kyoto, we're like till maybe like ten forty, almost eleven, and in Tokyo they stop Ooh. about twelve. Ooh boy! Yeah, and then things close at like eight p.m. Like huh. things, yeah, like businesses open at eleven and they close about eight. And so outside of that, unless again you're in like Tokyo, Tokyo, like Shinjuku, Shibuya, whatever, you're pretty much stranded unless you can use a taxi. There's a lot mm. of taxis, but still, I mean, it's i'd rather not pay for a taxi if i can just use like you know yeah because they're they're expensive over there aren't they yeah i um i i went on a date while i was over there and uh yeah we're not gonna get into that (laughs) but um i did uh we we know i ended up staying uh at at the bar till like maybe like one or two uh, for like Mm -hmm. last call just having drinks and talking and then uh, of course, I didn't want to walk back like two kilometers back to my <laughs> hotel and there was no train. So I just had to take a taxi. And I think, yeah, you know, maybe it was like four kilometers by driving, but mm-hmm. it was like a $20 cab ride. Okay. So, I mean, I don't, I've never taken a cab in LA or when we were in New York. So I don't know relatively, but it seems kind of like a lot. If I can, even if you can compare it to like an Uber ride, which yeah. would be like $10 or something. Yeah, that seems about right. Yeah. But when we got back to Tokyo, uh, wait, just to recap, Kyoto was more sightseeing, and I also went to Hiroshima, which was even uh, a super powerful experience. Yeah, you texted us about that. that was, yeah, that, I... Uh, if I ever go, that definitely, that's definitely on my list. Yeah, I mean, I, I was, like, tearing up, like, reading, you know, just the letters and seeing the... Pic- I mean, the pictures are just... They're graphic, but, you know, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's pretty pretty interesting, and it's, you know, it's definitely, like, visiting... Uh, I don't know. It's it's like it's like a countryside over there, and so it's even less you know, less busy than Kyoto. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think it used to be like a farming pl- uh, like city or or whatever. And um, but yeah, like you can tell me like going to these different places and then finishing up in Tokyo, you can really see the difference in like, you know, like the country and how like it's it's small, but there are very distinct like pockets of of not civilization, but like you know epicenters of of like yeah. city and whatnot but yeah we, we spent the last uh the last what like five or six days uh in tokyo and then also went to disneyland uh two separate days mm-hmm. so yeah and then that in tokyo is when i did all my menswear stuff okay. and you know i kind of sandwiched it in between you know sightseeing and visiting friends and, and so yeah, forth cause did you ever have like an entire free day or was it all like okay i'm going uh, to this today and in between like three and five o'clock you know, it, like it was kind of like that um yeah. i'm trying to think of like my itinerary kind of stuff but you know typically you know morning to like one was kind of like with my family also mm-hmm. uh you know if your parents are going to pay for lunch you might as well take advantage <laughs> of that it, yeah you know um but yeah and then, and then like uh, i would be like free on my own until like maybe like six or seven where i'd meet them for dinner or i would have dinner with whoever i was hanging out with or something mm-hmm. and like crazily enough I was, I was talking to ryan cecil smith the uh the cartoonist behind uh put this on and a cartoonist for his own work um he uh you know we were talking about how crazy it was a lot of menswear people were there like i know that tokyo has a lot of menswear but Mm -hmm. like the day i got there was when permanent style simon crompton and um mark chove the armory they just finished like a uh 
a symposium on like Japanese tailoring and they were just kind of hanging out on the last on, like their last day was the day I got there. Okay. Um, I so mean, you never uh, ran into them. No, I did not. Uh, I messaged Mark Cho and he said, oh, I'm leaving now. And then Simon uh, ghosted me. He never said mm. anything. Nice. Oh, he's never really said anything in general, but <laughs> I don't think but this he time it especially hurt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's because um, he heard our podcast episode about him. Yeah. Guys, go check that one out. It's a good discussion. Um, uh-huh. But uh, yeah, but then there was people like, uh, like Audrey and Ron from Brillington in Jakarta. That mm-hmm. that was cool to see. Um, uh, Gilletta, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, she's one of the people who works for Oscar Hunt Taylor. She was taking a vacation from Australia um in in japan and we were able to have a coffee together before she took her shinkansen to kyoto she had like Mm -hmm. an hour or two in between then um and uh yeah it was just it was just kind of really fun and kind of surreal and you know going from my experience in in uh not paris in london where i kind of didn't know a lot of people and no one really knew who i was either not saying that they had to but you know now, now I like I know the Drake's guys in London. Back then, I had no idea what their names were. Yeah, uh, you know, I had never stepped foot in the Drakes. I never owned any Drakes or whatever. The bloke wasn't open yet, so I didn't even you know I never handled Drakes before. Um, and then going to now where I was able to meet Takahiro uh, or Naka on on Instagram, the guy who runs the Drakes shop in Ginza, and being able mm-hmm. to just talk to him like you know like we're friends, you know, like that. It's such a cool change of pace that i never would have expected oh yeah definitely yeah um but if we go through each day by day i need to like recap and i think i even think that my blog post is out of order just because i think i put them in as i found pictures on my phone yeah um but why why don't we just go in the order sure yeah yeah yeah, go ahead starting starting with like the the shopping yeah Uh, the first thing you mentioned are kind of like the second hand shops oh man second street um, I almost called it Second Street USA, which is what it's called here. Yeah, I was but. about to say that for listeners who don't know, Second Street is a Japanese reselling uh, store that yeah. only till recently, I- I'm assuming, uh, opened up stuff in California. There's one in uh-huh. Pasadena, which is near me, and then the other one is near well, Spencer. There's, two. there's one in Hollywood. Oh, there's one. Okay, I didn't know that one. One in Costa Mesa, which is like near Santa Ana, but whatever. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, one by your house in yeah. Um, in Pasadena. And in our experience, I mean, I know Spencer hadn't heard of it because I've I went in before not knowing what it was. Or yeah, because I, so. I went like right after they opened it because uh, a friend, a coworker of mine, was like, "Oh, did you hear they just opened like a cool, like Japanese secondhand store and like down the street?" And I'm like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, because I, I, I said it exactly like that, and I got <laughs> myself over there. Yeah, because I think. You told me about the Pasadena one. I'm like, oh, I think I've, I just, think, I think I wandered in there one time, mm-hmm. and I just found Cambodia. Like, I was like, oh, this is kind of curated. You know, you got CDG, you've got, you know, Bape, and I found like Kamoshida, or, or at least United Arrows shorts there. Yeah. And I had no idea what the store was until Spencer mentioned this, and I looked it up, and I'm like, wait, I've, I've seen that name before. Mm-hmm. And so, if you can imagine, if you've been there, you should know, like in the in the LA ones, like. I had no idea what I was going to expect from the Japanese one. Okay. Like I, they have big names there in the, yeah, in the, the, in the US ones. California are a lot like more streetwear focused. Like I found, I always find some like good stuff when I go there, mm-hmm. but it's like a lot of the Japanese stuff is cool, but not necessarily stuff that I'm interested in. Right. And so I walked into the one in Shibuya and Shibuya was our first stop when we got back from, um, 
from Kyoto because we got back like in the afternoon and we were like, oh, let's have dinner in Shibuya. Let's go see the, you know, the big crazy crossing street or whatever. And while my parents went off to do their own thing, I saw Second Street. and It was like a kind of a narrower shop, kind of similar to what we have in Pasadena. Um, and I walked in. I'm like, OK, can't wait to see all the bape again and, and all the other streetwear stuff. Y3. And I look at like the dress shoes and I'm assuming that they're, you know, Banana Republic or whatever, you know, similar to an experience if you go to like Wasteland or Buffalo Exchange in LA or whatever. But I look down and I look at the label. I'm like, oh, these are Aldens. These are Crockett and Jones. These are Edward Greens. And this is like a small store. And I'm like, oh my God. I mean, what were the prices like? They were about, no, they were about what you would expect to find on like on eBay. Like they're about three to three to six hundred dollars. I think Shell Cordovan was like nine hundred, you know, like. So it's, I mean, obviously Shell Cordovan in America is about like seven, eight hundred bucks compared to like Japan where they sell for like a thousand because you have to import it. But yeah, I was like, oh shit, like three hundred dollar shoes like that are normally like, you know, almost twice that. Mm-hmm. And they're just sitting here in damn good condition, you know. I was so surprised. You know, I went up to like the second level where they had more menswear. I found, you know, it's kind of mixed in because this one's a little bit smaller. But I found like beam stuff there, Lardini, you know, all three roll two jackets, um, soft shoulders and everything, um, and a whole bunch of like other Japanese style stuff that I could find myself wearing. Like they're not super streetwear they're more like not really avant-garde but like americana more yeah. minimal kind of stuff like evan canori kind of style and i was like oh shit i gotta make sure i go to more and later on i went to one in shinjuku which was like three stories a little bit bigger and that one had even more you know they had like boglioli they had um just just crazy amounts of brand uh, brand name but good tailoring Mm-hmm. And of course, you know you have t- all all the crazy shoes and even in more sizes that you'd never really see. Uh, they had engineered garments, and those were like a hundred dollars each. I could have bought one, but you know, like I I didn't think that I would wear it at the time. Whole bunch of great Hawaiian shirts, lots of United Arrows, just basically like it, it was so, it was so different because I in in America you have to hunt for this stuff, even if it is like a wasteland or a Buffalo change, which is a little bit more curated. They only take in certain brand name stuff. It's all good there. Like there is like, you know, there's no goodwill type of hunting or whatever. It's crazy. I mean, hunting. Yeah. Goodwill hunting, you know, RIP Robin Williams. But, uh, but it's, you know, I, I, I don't even know how else I was so surprised seeing it. And it's like walking into like, if a grailed or Rakuten or whatever had a physical store, like that was what it would be like just secondhand mm-hmm. great stuff. And if I can go off on a little bit tangent here, um, Japan has a lot of three roll two yeah. in general. And I'm assuming it's because of the whole Ivy style thing. But for me, that's great because it just means that everything is good. Like there is no two button J crew, you know, where it has like a low button stance or like structured H and M shoulder kind of thing, like padding mm-hmm. or whatever. Like everything is basically unlined um fairly soft three roll two moderate to high rise trousers it's it's all good in japan it's crazy even even if i can talk about suit company which is a little bit lower on that on that blog post but it's kind of like their men's warehouse i mean it it is called suit the suit company but even though like some of the stuff was like polyester blend or the wool wasn't that great it was still three roll two soft shoulders and i'm like that's why i see so many salary men that look good 
You know, you mm-hmm. look here, you know, you wait at the bus stop and you see guys wearing two button suits. Like it doesn't look, you know, doesn't look very interesting. But in Japan, could be my bias just because I look for that kind of thing. But everyone pretty much looked good. And I, I think there's even more of an emphasis on corporate, you know, style and culture um, attire in Japan more so than America, where we see so many articles from like the Wall Street Journal saying, men aren't wearing ties anymore or whatever. Yeah. Over They're there, like- it's still, you know, it's still there. It's like I when I when I uh, would go back like to the courthouse or whatever for yeah. whatever, for for various reasons. Uh, when I was at the uh, OC Weekly, I'd always see like lawyers who were wearing like very cheap plain suits, but then they would like in in their minds to look good, they would have like either really loud socks or like fucking like Star Wars cufflinks or something like that. Yeah. But, I mean, seem like there's that in, over there. Not not that much. I mean, you can see some of the pictures. There's a lot of great. I mean, I don't know what it is. It's just it's just great style. You know, maybe mm-hmm. like I I know I got some comments from my photography article. Not exactly critical, but they're like, oh, maybe you like the photography because the men in it are dressed the way you like them to be. And I'm like, that that could be true. And maybe mm-hmm. I could be seeing it. But you know, even the casual style, like seeing like wide leg pants and they cuff them up with their chunky like new balance sneakers and they've all got tote bags and bucket hats and knit caps it's like it's so good yeah you know and i'm even like all the salespeople are dressed really well from even the suit company like there's a guy it's a picture of a guy wearing like uh, a black polo with like a seersucker jacket or something and like gray trousers and and black horse bit loafers like it's it's so good and you compare that again to like your typical mall employee in america and it's just you know it's just so like, yeah it's like I, I saw the photos and going back to like suit company it's like the guys all had cuff trousers and if it's the men's warehouse of japan when i worked at men's warehouse uh no one wore cuffed pants i was the, well except me yeah uh, and they they all told customers not to get cuffed pants so you know yeah it's it's so it's so weird difference. yeah um and uh uh, if we go back to the secondhand stuff, I mean, maybe it's just because, like, because everyone's so good, dre- like, so well-dressed there, that's why secondhand stores are so good, because it's all that they have to resell, right? Yep. And then there is one called Comihio, which, uh, when I was walking back from the suit company uh, in Shinjuku, I passed by this, this, like, big store, and I thought it was, like, a Nordstrom or, like, a, a you know, Barney's, or, like, some department store, because it looked like it from the outside, but it said, we sell Aldens, and, like, a big mm. sign. So I'm like, okay, okay, cool. Like if a Bloomingdale's, you know, would have a poster, like why not? So I go inside and I look around, you know, I I go, the first floor was like jewelry. So it looked like, you know, like, like a typical department store. But I go to like the men's, the the shoe section on the top floor. And I'm looking at the shoes. I'm like, oh yeah, they have, they have a bunch. They got Edward Green. They got all this stuff here. And then I look at like the bottoms of the shoes and I realize these are all secondhand shoes. (laughs) You know, and this one's a little bit better quality than the Second Street ones. And the prices are definitely more, like more leaning on four hundred than three hundred or less or whatever. But there was so much. Like, yeah, I, I must have gone to one of the bigger Camillos, but it was it was crazy. Like they had pair of boots there on like every size I could think of. You know, Aldens in every size. And, and as a guy who has small feet, they're not narrow though, so a lot of shoes were still too small for me. But mm. there were like. I was like, wow, I'm I'm holding an Alden in my size, like or, or close to my size right now. It's pretty good. Yeah. And then that place also had its own suit section, which had even more selections, more more uh, United Aero stuff, 
Um, they even had some like bespoke, like a section for bespoke stuff that people have like turned in. Like I think like some Dalcoware, some stuff there, and it was not all of it was in my size again because there's a lot of size 34s in Japan um, yeah. and 36, and I'm a 38, or I think by by then I'm like a 40 if you you know when you look at it. But yeah, so much stuff, so much great. You know, like not it wasn't like it wasn't just like navy blazers because I know people think that salarymen kind of dress the same, but there was a lot of you know. Check yeah, I'm stuff. looking at the photos. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot, a lot of bold patterns that you typically don't see in uh, many stores in the states. Yeah, yeah, and it's I you know I tried on as much as I could, um, and again, if you guys you know want to follow along on the blog, you guys should because I, I'm I think I put every picture I could in there. I know that every day in Japan, my stories look like fucking tiny dots just because of based on how many pictures I take. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, yeah, like. If you guys go there, I mean, Second Street and Kamihio, and I'm sure that there's others that I did not get a chance to see. Um, but, you know, checking those out, going to more than one location of that same um, secondhand store, it's it's like an absolute must. Yeah. Um, and then you trans. So if we move on to vintage shopping now, um, mm-hmm. I I told a couple people when I was there because I know that they, they were like super expecting me to like love it there. Um, it's just been crazy in America lately where I've gotten lucky <laughs> finding cool shit at such cheap prices that the beauty of like uh uh koenji and other vintage stores has kind of lost to me a little bit okay uh, for those of you who don't know i used to go to roxy's vintage deluxe which is a film costuming warehouse spencer knows he's been there as well um I have. but she closed down like like a month before I went to Japan. And so she sold everything at like ridiculously cheap prices, like $5, you know, by the end of it, obviously. So seeing retail vintage prices again was kind of like, Oh, okay. Well, because also I think the vintage shopping in Japan is not necessarily the thing that you're into as much. Well, no, I, it, it was, they, they, you know, okay. they, you know, people also said that too, but you know, when you go there, um, they have, they still have a bunch of sack jackets. They still have a bunch of, you know, loop collar shirts you know maybe a lot more hawaiian shirts than i'm used to but it was still it's still fairly similar to like what you see at like joyride okay um and yeah so like the prices are are about the same it's not that much more if you do like you could convert it uh you know uh the currency i mean not not Mm -hmm. to power uh (laughs) mr coffee um Okay. Oh no, Mr. Fusion. <laughs> that's the right. Yep. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah, that's the one. Um, but you know, like I yeah. So I went to Koenji with uh, uh with my friend Kosuke, um, who works at Kamakura in uh in Ibisu. So guys, go check. Go go say hi to him if you can. Um, and he's a vintage enthusiast, more so on the prep side. So he would like you know thrift like sixties trousers and stuff, and that's what he tried on. Yeah, I'm looking at his photo right now. It's dope. It's like patchwork uh, madras yeah sport coat and shorts yeah yeah he's he's a cool guy and he unfortunately that that day i went there was also my dad's birthday so i mm. did not have a lot of time but we literally outside of konji station um which is kind of far from where i stayed in asaka uh, akasaka mitsuke um okay. uh but yeah it's very it's kind of you know it's like a 30 minute train ride um and uh but like right outside the train station you get to whistler which is like a vin- like you've probably seen pictures of this online if you look up vintage shopping in japan it's like a store that just has all leather like leather shoes just up the yin yang yep um you know just just straight up like just like 
they display it proudly outside their door. They've got everything like inside, you know, it's all vintage. And then in, like another section, they have Aldens, Crockett and Jones. You know, I don't even know how these people find those ones. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus, that's a lot of shoes. Yeah, there's so much. And then they have like a bunch of collegiate sweaters. I'm sure my friend Doug would love that. Um, I'm not sure exactly how old they are. I think th- I'm guessing about like 60s to like to like 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, bunch of OCVDs. Unfortunately, not a lot of true vintage ones. Um, really. Like mainly like eighties or nineties ones, still all okay, cotton. But not like, not but they're like not like super old. Not like super well, old. Yeah, yeah. Um, same thing goes for ties. I think that America still has a lot of like the mo- more rare stuff, but anything else like Japan has it. Yeah. Um, they have a lot of military stuff there. Uh, they had all they had Gurkha shorts um, from like Australia and Germany. Um, but of course, all size like twenty six waist, twenty eight waist, and I'm like, nope, can't do that. Um, but yeah, Whistler is super big and then there's a bunch of other stories I took pictures of that you'll see in the blog post, Yeah. but you, um, I forgot their names just cause like, um, uh, Kosuke knew I had to leave in like an hour and a half. So he's like, just keep going, dude. Like just, just know, push through, just push through. He's like, don't buy anything yet. You know, we'll do it on the way back, but you got to see, like, don't, don't commit yet. Yeah. Uh, I think I How went to Safari. Row? Well, I'll get to Desolation Row in a second, but I went to Safari. Okay. Like, the only ones I remember are Whistler and Safari. And yeah. Safari was where I bought the black sawtooth gabardine shirt. And oh, that was right. cool. That was a little bit more yeah. pricey. Um, I was like 150 bucks, which is, you know, a vintage Western wear can get kind of expensive on eBay. So, uh-huh. um, but like, I liked it and I know I wouldn't find it. I'm not a huge fan of Western stuff. And as Spencer said, this is probably like the Ethan Western shirt because it has no yoke and it's made which of gabardine. Yeah, it has no yeah, it has no yoke. Um, it's not made of denim. Um, so it's very it's like a black shirt with just like a cool like pocket, two and cool a, and chest snap pockets. buttons. Yeah, snap buttons. But yeah. I love it, and I you know it's yeah, great it's a condition. Good shirt. Yeah, and I you'll probably see me wear it. I did wear it to the Wellama uh, party, which you'll also see on the blog. Um, mm. But you, I mean, Spencer, I think you would have really loved like they have a lot of like work jackets, a lot of yeah. like eighties, nineties, no seventies, eighties, like. Like safari, not safari. What do you call it? like hunting jackets? I saw a okay. lot of those, and I feel like that'd be right up your alley. I didn't That's cool. take a picture of a lot of stuff just because I was like, "We gotta go." Yeah, and then it, we, I gotta go celebrate with my daddy. Yeah, exactly. I, I gotta eat steak. Um, yep. Nice. Uh, but there was a couple of, uh, you know, I saw a lot of sports shirts, lots of lots of jeans. I went um, in Harajuku. That's another vintage place. Uh, vintage stores I went to. Those places are a bit more like '90s kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Um, but they still had some sections of vintage there. Uh, they they were less lenient on me taking pictures. Um, oh, really? But there was one store that has like the biggest collection of Levi's like I've ever seen, and I wish I could could have shown uh, shared a picture with you guys. Like they just don't think, allow pictures in there? Huh? No, they, they don't, don't allow pictures. No. Yeah. No, they don't um, allow bees in here. No, I don't want these. Um, don't forget to go to uh, sadjokesexplained.com. Um, but. Just imagine the like the, how they treat the shoes of uh, like at Whistler, but Levi's. Man. Yeah, I don't know how I can't old. <laughs> I don't know how old they were. Like if they were like you know like forties or fifties Levi's, or just like LVC mixed in with some nineties ones, which are still pretty pricey when you're collecting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's one store that just had a bunch of those, and uh, yeah. Yeah, so if we go to we're talking about Desolation Row now, so that's when I yeah. went to Harajuku or on the way to Harajuku uh, to go see Bryceland's. Um, so de- I walked by Desolation Row, and they didn't allow me to take many pictures. Like after they noticed I was doing, they're like, "Hey, they they told me to stop." But it's mm-hmm. kind of like there's 
a like a workwear store it, it, it okay. you know i don't think a lot of it, a lot of the stuff in the store was vintage yeah it's a lot of repro uh i don't i don't follow a lot of workwear repro leather brands so i didn't really recognize anything but i would liken it to like general quarters in la brea i don't even know if, like if there's any other thing anything <laughs> similar in mm-hmm. la but you know, the whole, we talked about inspiration uh, on the podcast and in the blog, you know, and it's got show notes and everything. It's definitely up that alley. And, uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm looking at the pictures now and there's some really cool stuff that like, it looks like that. Is that like a leather kind of hunting sport coat? Yeah. Very like yeah. turn of the century style. Yeah. They got those cool like HBT and chambray shorts with the, some of them look like they have a buckle back. Yeah, and I th- some of them also have like a reinforced crotch or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Good, very. Because uh, my balls are so big. Yeah, you don't want to be Mister Belvedere, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't want to sit on my balls, <laughs> so I need the. Re- <laughs> I laugh every time I think about that story. Okay, so Ethan thing, I wear briefs, so I n- will never have that issue. <laughs> You'll and- never Mister Belvedere yourself. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, there's a there was a gift from like um, on the- Reddit. Yeah, or no, of the golf shit thing that's going... Golf shit, whatever that's going on right now. And it's a guy who's crossing his legs, and when he does it, he crushes his ball and throws back his head in agony, and I watched it like a hundred times. He's like, oh! Yeah. <laughs> it's great. That's so, so okay. good. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, they, they the destination was like that. There's also a place called Time Worn Clothing, which... Uh, d- stopped me from taking pictures immediately as I walked through the door. Um, but they're, they're like, also oh, repro. We know this guy. Yeah, um, they. I kind of like Time Worn clothing a little bit better because it was a bit more tailored. They had like a linen, like a '30s style work suit, uh, like mm-hmm. side tab trousers, um, patch pocket jacket, but no belt back, uh, made of yeah. linen. I think the suit was like 800 bucks or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it was like not bad. Um, I didn't get to try it on because. Again, I was going around like this is a different day, but I was still going around like crazy um, just because so I went to Disneyland for two days. So like I knew those two days I wouldn't be doing anything. So uh, I just having wanted, a great time. Yeah, exactly. And it was fun. Um, I'll probably finish off the blog post with some Disney stuff later. Um, or I mean the podcast, I mean. Um, but uh, yeah, Time Warner Clothing was cool. They had they had a chambray shirt that I liked, but it was like 200 bucks and the collar wasn't exactly what I wanted. Um, and then a different day when I was, um, I got out of the train station at the Motosando and I had to take a shit and, uh, the, I went to the station like twice during my trip there or three times. And every time I went there, the fucking stalls were, were like closed, like not closed, like maybe taken. And there was a sign in Japanese in front of it. And I don't know if it maybe said these restrooms will be closed for the week because I was like, (laughs) it can't be taken every time (laughs) I'm here. (laughs) Unless it's like, there's like a fucking Truman show going on where they're like, okay, this season we're gonna make Ethan shit his pants. Like <laughs> that's gonna be the conflict. The thing, I mean, okay. So the thing, I I haven't really talked much about the people there, but the people there are normally like they're nothing but super nice and super helpful. And mm. I would feel like if it was close, someone would have told me, "Hey, man, those are closed." <laughs> so maybe they just were taken every time. All three of them, all three wow. stalls in that train stop restroom. 
crazy. Were you just like waiting outside? Yeah, I waited for like five minutes. Like I didn't even hear flushing. It's like that's why I was like <laughs> that and the sign. I'm like, is it? Is this really open? Yeah. <laughs> like you know, because I mean, there are people going to use like the stalls, uh, the uh, you know, the urinals or whatever, but never mm. the actual stall. <laughs> and uh, speaking of the people there, so how many people sp- were like spoke English? How many people? I would say like sixty like percent of people could speak basic English, okay. which is still, I mean, and they they understood what I was trying to say. Like you know, I think it's just more so they didn't know how to like how to respond, how to respond in a in a you know they're not going to be like have some complex sentence, but they they knew what I was going to do, and I yeah, and I I could say thank you, or I could ask, I could say excuse me, or where is this in Japanese? Thanks to uh, anime. And uh, <laughs> and I assume the same goes for the shops, where most of the shops, you know. I think most of the shops, I think they're 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 required to know more Japan uh, to know more English. I mean, mm-hmm. just because you know lots of tourists go there and shop. Um, yeah. Uh, places like Second Street and Komihio maybe didn't because they're more like regular secondhand stops. But mm-hmm. like when I would go to the outlet, which I need to tell you about in a second, but most of the luxury stores um, had people who spoke more English. Okay, and they also are testing out those new um, pocket translators where you can like speak into it and then it'll say it like out. How like, Star Trek? Yeah, ba- basically, it's like you're yeah. you're what are they called? Com com communicators? Sure, I haven't. I, I'm not a Star Trek guy. Oh, you're not a Starhead. I'm not a Starhead. Now that's a Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, Spocko. Um, <laughs> but. Yeah, I went, so I had to take a shit, and I luckily on the way to Time Warner Clothing, uh, there was a mall, so I went up the stairs, and I passed by this place called Momotaro Denim, and I'm like, oh shit, okay, well, I'm gonna shit, and I'll be right back. <laughs> and so I went back in there, and they had denim, like really good, like high-rise, slim, slim straight, skinny, whatever, and uh, I, I, I must have vaguely seen them. I think there is one in LA, or there's one in San Francisco. Um and I texted, you know, our friend Doug, and he's like, oh, I know about them. They're cool. Um, and l- they had a chambray shirt, but it had uh, a throat latch and a, sp- a spear point collar. And mm-hmm. they had they had it in alpha sizing, so, you know, small, medium, large. Um, so I made sure I went back there. And um, after seeing the one at Time Warner Clothing, I wasn't really keen on the collar. And I did not want to buy the one at Bryceland just because it was a little too expensive. Yeah. I went back to Momotaro, and I bought the, the chambray there. And, and how much? Uh, about how much was that one? About one twenty. Oh, that's not uh, it was like one hundred, one hundred thirty yen. And then, the, of course, if you have your passport, also bring your passport with you because some shops have tax free if you spend a certain amount. Um, I did that, and so I got it for yeah, like one twenty, like you know. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, and it's a little bit of a thinner chambray. I'm sure you guys will see it more uh, as you know on the blog or on my Instagram or whatever. But you know, it's 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 still pretty decent. I love the details on it. You know. Uh, the collar is still a little bit big. If I wear a tie, you s- it's less of a gap. But of course, the because it's not it's not like a true spear point necessarily. Because it seems kind of wide, but it's certainly longer than like than most. You know. Yeah, even yeah. even like the real McCoys, which I did unfortunately did not get to go see. It was uh, definitely longer than that one. Yeah. Um, but I mean, in terms of like, I mean, like call like the neck size, like because it's small, medium, large, the medium was a little bit too big for my neck. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's a work shirt. I'll probably wear it without a tie and maybe just you know with a tie it, w- it doesn't really matter that much 
Um, that's why you guys go bespoke, aka Ascot Chang. Um, but yeah, I went back and I took a picture of the guys there, and they they were really nice. And uh, mm-hmm. unfortunately, the guys I met the first time where I had to poop uh, were not there when I came back. But I did make oh, some no. co- cool conversation with the guy um, who rang me up for the shirt, and he asked me about the NBA finals. Um, and I just had to like nod my head and be like, "Oh yeah, it's, <laughs> it's cool, right? Golden State Warriors." Yeah, I love yeah. love the ball. Yeah. Ball well, is life. A b boy, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, yeah that w- that was Momotaro. That was uh, Haraj. Oh, near Harajuku. Uh, for going back that way, uh, there was like a place called Lewis Leathers, which is cool. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I which def- I follow them on Instagram. We've seen them a lot at like inspiration. Yeah, there we go. That's why they're familiar to me. Uh, I definitely took sneak shots of that one uh, because it didn't look like they were keen on pictures. Yeah. Um, and I get it. You know, they they're not vintage. Like they make their own leather, so maybe like they have their cool special ways of designs or whatever. Um, yeah. Beams Plus was a really cool. I didn't get to go into mm. any regular Beams, but Beams Plus. So yeah, just tell us about like what Beams is. Like, w- what's the best comparison for like American? Uh, I, I feel like or I would say like it's like Beams would be like H and M, kind of like if H and M had like H and M Men, H and M Prep, H and M Streetwear, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Uh, so that's what Beams is. I could be so wrong. If if my Japanese uh, listeners want to correct us, please tell us. <laughs> but that's please. what I. Yeah, but. I was told to go to Beams Plus because um, everyone said that's the good one. Um, uh-huh. And uh, one guy in the Street Express uh, Facebook group, which you guys should join, um, th- he said that that's the Ivy, you know, the Ivy division or whatever. And it's it's really it really is when you go look into it. There's a, it's kind of maybe not strictly Ivy, but like vintage Ivy uh, Americana in general because they have like yeah. collar shirts there. They got you know Gurkha shorts, I think you know, or uh, striped tees. Um, and I got to meet one of the guys there. His name was Fuji. Um, super cool. I actually ran into him later on a different oh, day um, when I was out with my family. And, you know, he was like, oh, like, hey, I'm Fuji. It's cool to meet you. And he started to, like, walk away. And I was like, no, dude, let's talk. You know, like, I'm trying hmm. to meet new friends and everything. And, uh, yeah, he told me he likes working there. And I asked him, like, what his favorite stuff was. And, you know, he showed me, like, the loop collars. And they have a, mm. a like, like the suit company, they have a bunch of sack jackets there. And yeah. th- being Beams Plus, they're a bit more vintage. You know, like, they have swelled seams, uh, swelled edges or whatever. The spacing on the three buttons is very 60s. You know, the patch flat mm-hmm. pocket stuff. Uh, I ended up buying a T-shirt, which my brother says looks like the Goldbergs because it's like a multi-stripe vintage-looking <laughs> okay. tee. Yeah. Um, and it was like 9,000 yen, which is like less than $10. And I was Jesus. like, holy shit. I mean, there was stuff there like 50 bucks for like loop collars. But then the T-shirt, I always thought, oh, maybe it's 20. No, it was like 10. Christ, and they have man. like their own Alden collaborations there, which are again are in the pictures. And wow. you can see that yeah, there's a bunch of Aldens. Um, That's nuts. Yeah. And then I took a picture of him and um, I thanked him and his coworkers. And uh, on the way out, he's like, yeah, that's my boss. And I'm glad he was nice enough. And I'm like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. very cool. Mm-hmm. And then uh, maybe we should do Bryson's as its own uh, podcast. Because oh, uh, wow. that's uh, going to be a multi multi-parter yeah just because i i would love to talk because otherwise about this is going to be a fucking long ass episode yeah so maybe we'll skip bryce lens on this one but after after going to beams plus we uh oh you know i went to bryce lens and that was that was really cool um mm-hmm. yeah we'll, we'll we'll revisit it at some point yeah um so if we're going on the ivy thing i went to kent shop and that mm-hmm. was cool um kent shop is one of the places that stocks van jacket and if you know oh, amitora yeah that's the shit man <laughs> seriously it's fantastic it's yeah it's great. it's literally like you know it's like on the second floor of this building in aoyama and 
I remember, I, I think I wrote about this too, like, like the bottom floor is like, like a convenience store and there was like <laughs> someone on the phone and the other person there is like just fucking asleep and I go in and I like, take an elevator which looks like it hasn't changed since like 1984 yeah. and I go up and then like I open the door and it's like, there's like a shrine, this is like Kent shop and it's, and by shrine I don't mean that in like a racist way, like it, it's like, it's like there's like a, there's like a candle and then there's like, like a, 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 a painting I think or, yeah. or a photograph, you know, it's kind of like a shrine to Ivy basically and um you know like i walk it's very it was empty uh you know just because i'm not sure who still goes to kent shop but mm-hmm. the, the shopkeeper was there he's super nice he spoke, he spoke a little bit of english i wish i asked for his name uh, but he was very helpful uh, apparently i'm a size large and that's like the biggest they carry they carry okay um but and they you know like sack jackets there like they were unchanged from like time i mean i know that yeah it's crazy like looking at that like tweed suit or that fucking bright red yeah like harris tweed those are incredible yeah it was it was awesome and like none of those he's like oh those are not going to fit you i'm like i know Um, (laughs) but they did have a couple of like their you know more modern like their seersucker or their like jersey knit blazers Mm -hmm. um and unfortunately they have a lot of poly in both of those even like the cotton anything with like cotton is like cotton poly yeah um i'm but like he said like the pure fabrics are all like harris tweed and i'm like oh okay mm. um but i mean it looks like they got the they got the buckle back chinos they do yeah they do and those are 100 percent cotton nice. um i didn't get to try them on just because i was so sweaty and i didn't want to make this old man <laughs> you know have to deal with me trying on multiple stuff and just fucking like ball sweat everywhere okay um but yeah. i did be, i was able to buy the t-shirt and the cap which i am very excited about yeah uh, i love that cap i should i have thinking back i should have asked you to get me one you should have just done it man it's awesome <laughs> yeah because it's like i looked it up it's you know it's just a cap that just says for the young and the young at heart van jacket and i and ethan how much was that it was like 60 bucks yeah it was like 60 bucks and i was like i don't want to spend that much on a cap but then later i looked it up i'm like oh you can't fucking get that here no like, you, you <laughs> cannot <laughs> that was my only chance so yeah you win some you lose some That's yeah okay. yeah it feels pretty good i mean i'm again i'm not super a dad cap kind of guy i tend to wear bucket hats and knit caps way more i just wear hats every day because i'm bald and otherwise i get sunburn so i like to have a variety yeah i i've got a good lock of hair on my head so <laughs> one lock yeah just one <laughs> like, a, one like a baby <laughs> yeah <laughs> like baby herman or whatever yeah um, but yeah, no, I took his picture and he, you know, he packed it up and gave me the, the, the bag, the famous van bag. And he's like, Oh, mm-hmm. this is a very famous bag. People love it. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm aware. I almost was like, can you give me two so I can like pack one and use one? But I just mm-hmm. made sure when I packed it on my way back, I just, uh, using the way back, I, uh, uh, I preserved it as best I could. And it hangs proudly yeah. in my room now. Very cool. Um, yeah, what other uh, what other shops did we you visit? Because it seems like we're if we're not talking about like Bryceland's, oh Kamakura, Kamakura, yeah, Kamakura is great. I went there in Ginza, and uh, uh, there, there's a bunch of them over there. But I met Kotaro, who uh, is like head of web sales, I guess, or web relations as well. Kind of ad hoc, you know. Kamakura, like Ascot Chang, is a bit smaller. Uh, I think it's family owned. I'm not sure exactly, but um, you know. He does what the company tells him to do. And he wanted to meet up with me because he works with the bloke. So he does all mm. the orders, you know, when the bloke needs to restock. Um, I got to meet him. He told me to go to the Ginza one because it's the biggest. So if I wanted to buy something, it'd be best if I went there. It's kind of like a, uh, like not really a pop-up, but it's not, it doesn't have like a, a, 
an like an enclave kind of store. It's kind of like you know, like it's outside. It's not a, you yeah. know what I mean, like in a mall, like you know. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I I don't know if the listeners get it. But okay. Yeah, you will um, draw a picture and put it in the show. There notes. you go. <laughs> um, but you know they had a whole bunch of stuff there, and I, it's been what over a year since I've been to almost a year since I've been to a, any Kamakura. And mm-hmm. the one in Japan was just, you know, like next level. You know, they have tailoring there made in Italy. Mm. Um, two button, which was surprising. But I guess maybe if everyone wears three button, people want something different. So you yeah. buy a two button. Um, soft shoulders and everything. They had t- fucking terry cloth polo shirts. Jesus. Um, they had cool ties. They had like an overshirt made in linen, also made in Italy, I believe. And then they, um, I think last October or like last winter, they unveiled their... Um, vintage sport or ivy sport shirt so it's called sport ivy or something is what the line is yeah uh, yeah so it's got it's an ocbd it's got longer collars um and the thing is is that it's it's uh it's unlined compared to their Mm -hmm. regular stuff and then it's also different from their vintage ivy because vintage ivy uh you know it's it's it was weird because it's it's supposed to be like the past or whatever but it's it they have, they have shorter collars and they're not in neck sizes they're in small medium large yeah so it's like none of my shirts I, I i don't tend to wear my shirts with like my vintage ivy shirts with ties and i'm not complaining because i have three of them and i love them all mm-hmm. but uh the, i tend to just wear them as like more casual ocbds because like a lot of them the neck is a little bit too big or this new one it's a little bit too small because they redid the sizes but yeah yeah, um, so I did buy one of those ones, the bold blue stripe one, just because I know that Drake's ha- has done that a few times. I'm like, okay, yeah. all right, here we go. Um, but I did get one of the Sport Ivy ones, and I'm okay. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Uh, I bought a 15 and three quarters, even though I normally wear 15 and a half because the body of the 15 and a half was too small uh-huh. uh, for my taste. And uh, it, because the neck is a little bit bigger, it doesn't roll as much because um, there's not a lot of tie space. Mm-hmm. It doesn't like it doesn't spread out as you would you know hopefully want, but hopefully it um, after a couple of washes it'll shrink or a little bit or just you know I'll just deal with it. I mean unbuttoned it looks great. There's a lot of roll there, yeah. but with a tie it's kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. So that's Kamakura. Uh, and very... you got me the uh, the paisley one from the vintage Ivy collection. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is I love that thing. I've worn it like four four times. Now. Jesus. Um, yeah, like, and, and there it's super cheap. I mean, I, I think at the bloker or even just online, online one it's shirt's about like, 130, and then you text me, it's like, oh, it's like, it's I like think seven, the one I got was eight, oh, yeah. 80. No, yours was like 85 bucks. But that's just because it's from like Liberty Print, yeah, you know, London the, or whatever. Yeah, the material. Because my, like, for both my shirts, uh, the Ivy Sport and the Vintage Ivy, those are both about 60 each. So I, sp- I spent like 120 bucks. Mm-hmm. And that's like that's insane. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I that was Kamakura, and then also in Ginza was um, Drake's and Ginza Six. Now it's interesting because, again, I'm so used to these stores having their own thing, not and and not being in malls, mm-hmm. but Drake's is in a mall. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's also in another store. It's, okay. So the store called British Made. I'm sure it has some connection, like Mark Cho or or something. You know. And um, they stock British goods, and it makes sense because Drake's is British, and yeah. you know it's in there. It's you know it's again it's, it's you know it's still small, and uh, British made has a lot of like uh, Joseph Cheney shoes and you know mm-hmm. leather goods and whatever. And then in the side, like like a fourth of the store is Drake's, 
and the Takahiro uh, or Naka, as I, as Instagram calls him, um, he is the one who works. He works on like Monday through Friday. Then on the weekends, uh, I mean, they're all trained to help out each other. But I think he's like the Drake's guy. Uh-huh. And uh, I hadn't seen Drake stuff since the um, the fall winter party. Oh no, no, they had they had a spring summer collection at the bloke. Yeah. Um, but of course, they didn't have everything. And this Drake's has everything. <laughs> Um, and this was this is the newest store, right? I believe so. Yes, Un- or unless Cor- no, I think Korea opened up before they did. So yeah, yeah this is the newest one. And um, yeah, no, it's it's very cool. Um, still still pricey, mm-hmm. um, but but Takahiro is very very knowledgeable and he's very nice, very passionate and excited to work for Drake's. I mean, it's cool to see you know. Other people outside of the United States or outside of London get excited about a brand and be able to work for them. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. And then also in that store, they had um, Tsutaya, which is like a bookstore. It's a bit like if Kinokuyo is more like Barnes Noble, this other one's more like Vromans, I guess. Okay. And so they had a lot more, like they have like back, like um, like vintage books too, old, like old like or back issues of Popeye. So I, uh-huh. bought, I bought some stuff there. And I got the illustrated book of Ivy. Oh yeah, Which that one the I Huzumi, really wanted. Uh, illustrations. Yeah, and I love that. Yeah, that was that was great. I mean, it was a pretty pricey book, like twenty five bucks, but still, like, you're not gonna get it anywhere else. No. Yeah, I'm sure it would be like close to forty or something if you bought it, like Kinokuya. Mm-hmm. Um, in the states, I mean. Um, yeah. but yeah, that's Ginza. Uh, right around near there is uh, Sarto Ginza, which uh, that one's not in the blog post because I'm giving that its own thing too. Uh, it's operated by this guy Moto, who is an ex real estate agent, big sartorial enthusiast, and it's a really interesting store. So Sarto Ginza is primarily an alterations shop, hmm. and they do crazy ass shit. Like he showed me a jacket where they literally recut it. Like the left side is like a size forty, and the right side was a thirty-eight or a thirty-six. Like it was like crazy. And I asked him like was this an expensive alteration? He's like, yeah, but the guy really <laughs> wanted it. So we did it anyway. Like he also turned a pair of like the, the pants, like the left side had a bigger rise than the right side. Wow. Um, obviously they made it smaller. Like that's, that's where it was going. He did not, you know, make something out of nothing. He didn't break the laws of thermodynamics. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah. And so he does that and you know, he's very well connected cause he knows like Mark Cho, he stocks stuff from drop 93, a very special c- uh, curated collection. And if you guys don't know, drop 93 is the armory's, uh, secondhand, uh, shop. And, okay. um, so they have a bunch of stuff from there and then they also do stuff with B and Taylor. Hmm. And it's like, I guess it's the main place they go to whenever B and Taylor has a trunk show. Um, they do made to measure there and uh, I tried on B and Taylor, and dude, it's awesome. Nice, because that's, that's the first time I assume you've been able to try it on. Oh yeah, exactly. Or he, see it in person. Yeah, but all all of it. Uh, yeah. B and Taylor um, is one of my favorite. Um, Taylors are from Korea. Um, Master Park and his son kind of operate it, and then Chang is like the photographer. I'm, I'm sure he does more, but I mean, like, because you you normally see either Master Ch- Master Park or Chad as like the main faces of B and Taylor. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, the house cut is great, but they also had Chad's clothes there, just on display. Oh, uh, Chad prom? Well, no, they had that. But I'm saying like suits that were worn by Chad Park. Like he oh, just let my them God. display it. So, and wow. it turns out I'm pretty close in size to him, at least in terms of chest. And man, that guy, his his double-breasted suits are like they're great. Like the shoulders are extended. Like they look very 40s, but it's mm-hmm. like softer and nicer. 
you know? Oh. And, oh, man, I was like, this is making me sold on Made to Measure right now. And Made to Measure through them, I think, is $2,500. And Damn. I'm not I'm not that weird of a fit for Bespoke. So I would rather do Made to Measure. And I'm like, shit, man. I'm, hell yeah. Um, I didn't do it, but I was very close to doing that. I also yeah. got, yeah, I was like, like you said, I got to try on Chad Prom, the jeans, um, mm-hmm. the famous jeans that everyone uh, talks about. They're and very our f- interesting. Our friend, our friend, uh, Andy, who's been on the show before, just got a, a pair of, like, Lee pleated jeans to try to replicate that look. Yeah, because the thing is, with, with, with Chad Prom, they're kind of like this, like, stone faded wash, kind of like 90s, 80s, but has a little bit of more interesting, like, rivets. It makes them look different than what you'd expect on, like, a sartorial jean. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, they're great. They're super comfy, 100% cotton. Mm. Um, the pleated ones are not really my style, but they're cool. Um and you'll see, guys. You'll see that one in a future um, in a future article because I'm giving that. I'm definitely giving that its own article, just so I can kind of dive deep on some of that information. Because if you guys haven't seen the recap of the trip, it's already long. And yeah. if I put in, you know, we're talking about Bryson some other time. Um, but if I put in Bryson's Taylorcade and all that, it would be insane. Uh, did we already talk about Tomorrowland? No, we did not. Tomorrowland is basically what I assume Club Monaco is in Japan, okay. and. You know, kind of like that bougie, but not super luxury. Like it's it's still it, like it go looks to Club bougie, Monaco. but it's affordable. Yeah, to an extent. I mean, like the jackets yeah. were still like four hundred bucks, but it's not like you're going to you know, you know, ring jacket where things are like a thousand dollars or something yeah. like that. So, but again, same thing there. Like three roll two, everything soft shoulders. Um, I I'm pretty sure I'm a four. I'm a size forty in Japanese because of how small the thirty eight is. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also retail some other stuff. I found uh, like Dries Van Noten, like a cotton DB from them. First time I, I think I've ever seen Dries like in person and not yeah. just like on MFA. So some stuff is kind of weird. Some stuff is pretty, you know, classic. Um, one of the guys there was dressed really, really well. Hmm. Um, he, he's wearing Do you have like any a, photos of him. Yeah, he should be in the style the style recap. Oh, yeah, he's right. wearing yeah. like a, a loop collar shirt uh, with a green olive uh, blazer and then like wide leg rust chinos cuffed with like sandals and i'm like this is some straight tony sylvester vibes right now it's nice and i was super into it i, I made sure to tell him that I, w- I wanted to take his picture and uh include him and um but they also had a cool pink jungle jacket suit which i was like yeah, yeah i saw that and i'm like that's that's cool yeah i don't think it was made by tomorrowland it's you know one of their you know brands that they carry but uh i did see a similar one in the outlet Mm-hmm. Now, if we move on to that, so <laughs> I didn't do a lot of, you know, sorry, excuse me. I guess my lunch is coming to say hi. <laughs> okay. Um, but if you, you know, if you look at, uh, I, I didn't do a lot of like tours, you know, like, like those day tours, like a tour bus or whatever, but I only did one, which was to Mount Fuji, which included, mm-hmm. you know, stops at the lake, a stop at a bathhouse, which was really interesting, but you know, nice. You know, I'm, I'm a man. I can go naked around other men and, and you know, wash myself. Hell uh, yeah. Hell yeah, Gotta dude. Gotta clean. Gotta be clean. Um, it was also very hot. The water is very <laughs> hot and uh, outside yeah. was hot. And I was like, I'm going I'm to do the indoor pools, not the outside one. Because uh-huh. otherwise I would be fucking cooked like a turkey. It ain't even Thanksgiving. It's a weird, weird phrase. Uh, yeah. That's okay, though. Yeah. Um, but the end of that tour was at the Gotemba 
luxury outlet, premium outlets, and I'm like, this is a weird tour. I guess they must be contracted with like, <laughs> with like the Commerce Board to be like, okay, we're gonna take them through Mount Fuji, and then we're gonna end for them shopping Exit through the gift shop. Yeah, exactly. And at first, I was like, oh man, I hate outlet malls because you know I've been to like Prim or Ontario where it's like, because y- you guys should know by now if you're into menswear, like a lot of p- outlet stuff is just made for outlets. Mm-hmm. It's not like, you know, factory overstock or whatever. It's just, it's a it's a marketing cool tool to make you think that you're saving when you're actually buying... Just shitty stuff. Just, yeah, shitty stuff. I'm not sure if that's exactly the same thing in Japan because um, they had, like, you know, like the Nike outlet there or whatever, but they had United Arrows outlet, they had Beam's outlet, and they had um, a Tomorrowland outlet. The Tomorrowland outlet mm. was pretty much basically, like, what I saw. Maybe, like, a couple seasons older. Um, but it was pretty close. Nothing super cool, obviously, because it is the outlet, but it was still pretty nice to look at. There's, like, a couple of, like, cotton linen jackets there. A little too bold mm-hmm. for my taste. Um, but the best one was United <coughs> Arrows. And that place, like, they United Arrows has a lot of collaborations. They had, like, a Carhartt collab um for uh like aloha shirts and at first i was like kind of disappointed because i know united arrows has some great tailoring yeah they have a small section in the back that has their suits um well they have a big part for suits but they have a small section for like their really good ones and that is where i was like oh fuck that stuff was like their sovereign line which is like their highest grade like probably half canvas stuff like wide lapels three roll two like roped uh like uh you know extended shoulders and they had the way you know it's good is when they have like those basic stitches along the shoulder mm-hmm. along you know like kind of just like everywhere on like a jacket kind of like what you would see maybe at like a bloomingdale's or whatever you know it wasn't just like shit on a rack um and they had like a solaro db suit with side tab pants they had a seersucker suit whipcord suit pinstripe um three-piece a bunch of like navy blue blazers which were like cotton wool or, or wool blend and something like that and it was awesome um, obviously i asked the guy there like is this all you have like you know is there any exercises in the back and he's like no everything is already out so unfortunately the solaro suit was a little bit too big you can see that in the pictures yeah. um but i walked out with a sovereign label um wool mohair sport coat in a yep. size 50 it's like a it's a houndstooth uh check jacket which is like uh like a very light gray and blue so it looks kind of like a bluish steel gray if you look at it from afar but it's still it's still gray and it's it's amazing and it was like three hundred dollars and i'm like i don't care like that's worth yeah it that's, for a, this that's a great price yeah uh, the cut is a little bit different than than ring jacket obviously because it's a bit more structured a bit more you know italian kind of like nipped waist with like an extended shoulder line kind of thing uh-huh. um but yeah that was that was cool and then I went to the Beams outlet, which um, this is before I went to Beams Plus. Um, so it was a little bit, I wasn't sure what I was expecting. A lot of the stuff there was poly blend. So I'm not sure. Again, even at Beams Plus, I didn't get to try on any of the tailoring. So I don't know if it's the same story there. But it looked cool. It just was like, yeah, poly blend. There's a, yeah. like a, a belted chore blazer, which was cool, but 100% polyester. And then there's that famous, like, loose-knit or open-weave DB blazer that you see mm-hmm. a lot on Japanese guys. And that particular one was cotton poly. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, again, I don't know if they have, like, a separate one where it's not. Like, you know, the regular beams or what you know. Um, 
and everything there was about like a hundred bucks. So I, you know, I don't know what I was expecting, but you know, I'd rather spend money on like a pure, a pure fabric. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a fun surprise for the, uh, for that, for the, uh, the premium outlets. Yeah. And I think the last two places we haven't really talked about are maybe Ralph Lauren and uh, Ring Jacket. Yeah, we'll 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 finish with Ring Jacket. Uh, R- Ralph Lauren is basically, I mean, I was think I went to the flagship store, and mm-hmm. uh, like because it's flagship, they had everything. They had Purple Label, Polo, and Double RL. Yeah. And I don't know what I was expecting. Like you know, they're styled pretty much like I thought the they same. would be. Yeah. Um, there's just more tailoring because I think the one in um, there isn't there's a double RL in uh in LA. It's on Melrose, and that one's it's cool. It's in a garage, it's like a repurposed place, but there's a lot more casual stuff there. While at this one, there was a lot of tailoring. I could see a lot more, you know, like a like the uh the work just suit. the double RL tailoring. The double RL tailoring, yeah, yeah, because I mean it looks a lot more like the New York store. Yeah, which we did not get to go to. No, we did. Oh, wait. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, thinking we of the went. Ralph Lauren mansion. Yeah, not yeah. the Ralph Lauren mansion. Yeah, it definitely was more like the Ralph Lauren store in Soho. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't get to talk to many people there. Also, I think that was one of my first stores I went to on my trip, so I was a little bit nervous. Also, mm-hmm. you know, language barrier. You know, there, you know, there wasn't a lot of like, hey, what's up, man? You know, like just very, you know, yeah, doing your job, which, which makes sense. It's a luxury store. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, that one was... Uh, I love one uh, one item that I really love is the uh, Madras drawstring. Were those shorts or pants? Uh, I think they were shorts. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a good. I like that. Because I just got some like just right just drawstring shorts from uh, from work uh, that are just like kind of my sleep slash doing nothing that day shorts, and I and I kind of want more like that so those are those are that's very cool yeah yeah i mean i didn't really get a chance to look through too much but that was kind of you know yeah. it was cool to see i just haven't been i've been in ralph lauren in a while mm-hmm. um i went to taylor cade and i'm not sure if i want oh, to do this oh yeah one i forgot about own, that at its own thing um taylor cade was an amazing experience yeah uh, he made time to come see me because when i went there no one came in so maybe he just decided to come in on a day that you know he knew he was free or his off day or something mm-hmm. i got to meet him and his wife uh, junko and she she was kind of like a translator between us because i think uh yamamoto-san doesn't have a lot of conversational english yeah um but anyway we were able to understand each other fine uh it's fun because uh, he said that he played a saxophone and i'm like oh, i play saxophone too <laughs> But the difference is saxophoners over here. Yeah, but the difference is that he still plays and plays in a jazz band in Tokyo, and I do not own a saxophone anymore. (laughs) (laughs) But man, like that was awesome. You know, like you think about like the experience going to Kent. Like this is just way, way better. I mean, he wears. You know, his appeal is that he saw all these cool jackets and suits. You know, vintage or whatever. But you're limited, but by what's in your size, what the condition Mm -hmm. is. What's, what has survived and he's like you know what what if i could just do bespoke and make it myself so he does and he wore a like a, a two-piece linen uh, sack suit but the pants were self-belted 
Mm. And you can't, like, you can't find that. I mean, I'm sure there were self-belt pants back then, but, like, to find a linen one cream in great condition, no, you're not going to find yeah, that. Yeah, it's almost impossible. So, like, yeah, that, and that's the whole thing, you know, like, oh, you want, like, a Newport blazer, which is what apparently the Japanese call the 60s blazer, the DV mm-hmm. blazer. Um, you, you want that? I, I, I've still never seen a vintage one, like a 60s, you know, like, four-button brass uh, blazer. Never yeah. seen one of those, and he he makes those, you know. Um, if you want you want the bullet tweed jacket, and you want some elbow patches on it. That you got to go bespoke, you know. I've never seen them brown in that shade, you know. That's mm-hmm. made just like it, and um, yeah, his whole store is just filled with, you know, just memorabilia, not not necessarily vintage, but like stuff that he likes. So there's a bunch of like '80s Esquire magazines there, you know, and some of them have. Um, Woody Allen on it wearing like a sack suit and you know and it's, yeah. just, it's just kind of a cool thing that to have um, he's got like an action figure of Bullet um, oh, that's cool. in there um, the car you know just a bunch of cool stuff and the thing I noticed is that you know he likes the 60s but he can do anything mm-hmm. like he, he the first thing he let me try on was a 30s style jacket well suit I mean I didn't get to try on the pants but like the jacket three roll two wide peak lapels rope shoulders short in the body because that's what they did in the 30s double breasted waistcoat and then like 10 inch hem trousers like and i'm like you know it's cool to see because everyone just thinks of taylor kate as like the ivy guy but he can do whatever he wants that bitch does everything yeah um and it's just uh what else did i try on trying like a camel hair uh, sport coat 60 stuff and he was like so happy that i was trying everything on like he would just pull out things that were like almost near completion or were just finished and like my size was like oh yeah put this on put this on it's like the real- website yeah it was it was really fun um i asked him a lot of questions you know he he said that he likes wearing um he likes wearing flannels and tweeds a lot, which makes sense because, like, they're hard-wearing. We, like, we both agreed on that. And he says, like, he'll refuse to make anything that's, like, from, like, a super like, a super fine wool or yeah. whatever. Because he's, like, he, not, not just because it's not his preference, but he's, like, like, those don't really fit the aesthetic well. I'm, like, that's true. I can't imagine having a sack suit that's made of, like, super fine wool. It just doesn't yeah. work in my mind. Because it looks like the day you met him, he was, uh, he was wearing, like, a cream suit. Um, it was linen? Yeah yeah that's that's beautiful yeah and his shoes were all done oh um, my god yeah king and uh you know he it's funny because you know a lot of people use his store as like a hub to hang out kind of like how we use the bloke yeah um and unfortunately i couldn't meet some of the other vintage guys and there's like uh uh jp melville 1947 you know takahiro abe the the barber guy mm-hmm. um kosuke all you know the like a bunch of guys out there that all hang out in no Taylor Cade or Yamamoto Sun, and uh, but yeah, I'm I'm super glad he allowed me to come, and I was, I was glad he made the time to do it, and like yeah. you know, like yeah, no one walked in, and you know it was just just us. I asked him for lots of water because even <laughs> though it's like a ten minute walk from the station, and a ten mm-hmm. minute walk is like a mile, you know, so I was dying. <laughs> The whole trip, I was just dying. Like, I mean, I was my feet, thankfully, weren't bad. Yeah. But just the I I don't know whether it was the humidity or the sweat that was on my body. I don't know. It was it was it was bad. 
Mm-hmm. Um, how are how are your feet this time around? Because oh I remember no, in perfect. York. No, they're fine. I I was smart. Beautiful. I know I know now that I'm wearing Vans and and my my very soft and broken in penny loafers. I'm not wearing. Yeah, because I mean, you talked about this a little bit in the article where you weren't dressed up as much. Do you think if we went on another like uh, menswear trip, uh, would you would we be wearing tailoring every day, or do you think we'd be? You know what? I'm traveling. I want to be comfortable. Uh, I would be more more so like what I was doing in uh in Japan. Yeah, I think I walked a little bit. Actually, I don't know. I, I, it's probably about the same as 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 New York. It's just that New York, the first day, killed me, and then you ha- still have to walk. Worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that was yeah, that was a great experience. And then um, ring jacket um, was great. Another kind of more luxury experience where you know I don't know the guys who work there, so it was less conversation, and more so just getting my size. Uh-huh. And I, um, it's cool. You know, the environment's kind of like a suit supply, very clean looking. Uh, like my suit supply, I just I mean that I don't mean it as in there were pictures of women naked or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, they tried to sell me on the thirty-eight, but I was like, the thirty-eight is uh, <laughs> it's too too tight, too small. I don't want it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do the, the size forty, and it's great. Um. Pro tip, buy balloon or buy whatever ring jacket in Japan. Uh, it is way, way ex- uh, too expensive to buy it anywhere else. Is it just because of, like, you know, like uh, tariffs or whatever? And, and I have just no idea. Because the, the prices you you said, how much did you get yours for? So it's 700 yen. And then so without tax, because, you know, you have your passport with you, um, it was like 650. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, because... You buy it here in in uh, America or buy it at the Armory. It's like a thousand four hundred. You know, it's fourteen hundred yeah. bucks, thirteen hundred bucks. Yeah, I mean, like the Armory was one makes a little bit more sense because they make like exclusive fits or whatever. But like uh-huh. regular, it's crazy. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because you know, ring jacket's not popular here or whatever. It's like kind of a, a repositioning as luxury brand, which it is still. Yeah. But yeah it was and i remember right before you left you almost uh you were at the uh we were at the ring jacket trunk show at drake's or sorry at the bloke and you almost bought something there but thank god you didn't yeah 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 i mean i i I really like their tobacco linen suit but uh in the end i got my balloon dark brown sport coat which i really wanted and then i also received my brown cotton suit from atelier fugue and Mm -hmm. uh that kind of (laughs) <laughs> that buys me over for like the fucking rest of the fucking year dude yeah i'm done you got it yeah ring jacket will get its own blog post at some point in the future because I'm, I'm gonna talk about balloon but uh but yeah that's kind of the experience of that all right did we uh did we mention all the stores we want to get in i think we did uh, do we want to get into just like kind of a little bit this is gonna be a long one talking yeah. about just all the uh the style of the people or do we think we covered that i think we i mean like i said like lots of three roll to Lots of Ivy-inspired stuff, Americana. I mean, basically what you see me and... Well, it's a little bit less bold than me and Spencer. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, they're not wearing, like, camo jungle jackets and bucket hats on the daily, but, like, a lot of, like, linen chore coats, soft blazers with a bucket hat or a baseball cap, you know, pleated yeah. shorts, white socks and loafers, you know, very, like, you know, like, that's, like, their standard there. Mm-hmm. And if I can, you know, if I want to bring it back to Disneyland, like I said, I would, you know... <laughs> um, Going to Disneyland there was really cool, not just because Disney Sea is technologically advanced and they 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 keep it super clean, um, and they have great food that's cheap there. It's like fuck fuck you Anaheim Disneyland for being so expensive, but the people in Japan going to Disneyland they dress up for it. Yeah, like they 
they wear like stuff you'd hang out with your friends and like here like you know if you're in the streetwear you'd wear streetwear at disneyland there is mm. no of this there's none of the um oh i gotta wear my athletic shorts and like and you know comfy sneakers or wear yoga pants and a tank top like they're they want to look good up. they want yeah they want to look good like there's there's like a there was a couple that's wearing like a min- black minimalistic outfit like loose and drapey and then they're wearing like mickey ears with it and i'm like this is so cool yeah that's cool you know I almost, <laughs> I should have, I almost bought Gelatoni ears. And for people who don't know, Gelatoni is Duffy's friend. And if you don't know who Duffy is, Duffy is uh, this bear that is, it's supposed to be Mickey Mouse's teddy bear who okay. has come to life or whatever. And in Japan, Duffy's gotten super popular that they even have, du- you can meet Duffy at California Adventure and the line is always Japanese people. Nice. Um, but there's a whole like canon with him in it and there's like, Shelly May, which is like Duffy's girlfriend or whatever, and then there's Gelatoni, who is a, an Italian cat. <laughs> okay. And he has he's got a beret and like a uh, like a artist palette, and I almost bought the ears because it has cat ears and a beret on it. Oh man, you absolutely should. And it's so cute, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, I know I'm not gonna wear it. You know, it's kind of dumb, but I'm like, man, I could have flexed on people in Disneyland wearing that thing. And you know, only the only the true Disney heads would know what I'm wearing. You yeah, know? even I didn't fucking know about that. Yeah, it's it's cute. I mean, you can apparently you can find them on eBay for like forty bucks, and I'm like, I'm I'm still considering it because I'm like, I still want it. And forty bucks isn't bad for ears, I bad. think, in the grand scheme of things, because of how you're probably paying like fucking twenty for them at the at the parks. So. Yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. So it's yeah, you know, you're kind of just it's less than a trip to to Disneyland. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, dude, it's it's so great. Um, I would, I really recommend Disney Sea. I mean, like the rides there, are like next level. Yeah, it's it's so cool. Um, Journey to the Center of the Earth is really great. In yeah, fact, I was it watching me out. after after you uh, told us about it. I went on, and like watched a bunch of like theme park YouTubers, you know, like making videos of them. And it's I mean it's the same thing with a lot of the the newer parks where they just opened later and so they could have they could just made the rides cooler like <laughs> yeah there it's it wasn't like 1955 where it's like you know i still love all the old dark rides at disneyland but it's just like riding on a little track and there's cardboard cutouts they were like no we have technology we're gonna make it cool as fuck <laughs> yeah yeah seriously like during journey to the center of the earth did you watch that one i did that was a, that was the submarine one no, no, no. That's, that's oh no, the, the drilling one. The yeah. okay, yeah. I saw. I did watch that one though. That those are both incredible. Yeah, it's it's so worth it. I mean, and just the, my biggest thought, like walking in there and you see like, like they have like, like the the Lake of the World or whatever, where like it's like Venice or something, and you see like uh, Mount Prometheus in the background, the volcano mm-hmm. or whatever, and it's like if this is what Star Wars Land is gonna be like, which I've heard it is. I'm like I'm so excited! Like you, I can't are, wait. You are like literally immersed in this world that Disney yeah. has created, and it's it's amazing. There is no like Tokyo Disneyland is kind of like just regular Disney, but Disney Sea is like you are walking into like Adventureland, and the whole mm. thing is different stuff. There's also Cape Cod for some reason. Yeah, um, but like going back to the fucking Ivy thing, you know they love <laughs> they love it. Yeah, they, yeah. they like they have like signs. They have, they have like one part where like this sign is dedicated to our to like to the boys of Cape Cod who died at D Day or something like that. And I'm like, okay. I wonder if they like scanned a street and that particular street in Cape Cod had that sign, so they just put it in there because yeah. it's kind of like how That's would they think to put that? You know, put it there. But it's amazing, like the amount of detail. 
and you know that, that applies to everything about Japan. Like, mm-hmm. like they they always like they improve everything. Like every experience is great. Everyone's smiling. Uh, maybe they're just planning on the the you know how the uh, Olympics is next year, so they have to be on their best behavior until yeah. you know foreigners or whatever. But you know, I never had a bad experience. I know Japan kind of gets a bad rap for a lot of you know gender role stuff, and you know, um, uh, just just you, you guys can look up for yourself on you know on on you know the news or whatever. But at least in terms of my experience, it was really amazing, and uh-huh. I felt I felt really welcomed around everywhere. Um, people were always happy to help me out. I mean, I've needed help on the subway in New York, and people were kind of dicks. And uh, over mm-hmm. there, like they they helped me out. So yeah, it's it's really great. And if you guys really want to read more, you guys can read my whole thing, my whole essay on it, and the street style of all the people there. I mean, me talking about each my experience with each individual person could also be its own blog, uh, its own uh, podcast episode. But um, you guys can read all about it there. Yep. Yeah. Extra, extra. Yep. Um, so yeah, I think that'll do it for this episode. And this one's pretty yeah. long already. And hopefully you I guys mean, enjoyed. all our podcasts are long. That's true. So. That's true. But you know what? I don't know about you. I like long podcasts. Me too. Me too. I mean, I'm in the yeah. car for like fucking three hours out of my day or something. So yeah, exactly. Why not? And you know, I, I think we checked the last time and people stopped listening about an hour in. So, <laughs> so fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, won't even hear you. this part. No. I can say whatever I want. Yeah, take that. You cucks. Yeah, I'm going to say my social security number. <laughs> one, two, three, four. <laughs> That's it. It's yeah. four digits. I was the first one. Um, but yeah, go guys check out the blog post or the show notes to, to find the, uh, you know, the whole article about the stuff. Again, there's going to be more added on to it for like Bryceland's and uh, picture stuff for Ring Jacket and Taylor Cade. Um, I just, it just really was a really great experience and I yeah. can't wait to someday go back. Um, I, I, I want to go now. Yeah. I mean, I hope, hopefully we all get to go. Yep. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Ethan M. Wong. I'm at Spencer DSO. And we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.